This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. Suppose I were to ask you to suggest some topics that I can use for discussion on getting to know your Bible. What are some of the things that would come to your mind? Well, some might say, well, you know, Brother Lambert, I wish you'd preach more about love. And I've had people to tell me, Brother Lambert, I wish you would give us uh, lessons that would, would help us with the problems that we have in life. And, and someone may say, I think you need to really start exposing sin for what it really is. And you know, I, I would have to agree with all of those suggestions. I, I think preachers need to be balanced in what they say. But today, I want to talk to you about my theme. I want to talk to you about Jesus. Jesus. Stay tuned as we discuss that today. Now, on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. And I emphasize the course is free. And in order that you might know how that you can receive the free Bible Correspondence Course, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. The theme of early Christians was very simple. They preached Jesus. They just preached Jesus. The church was scattered from the city of Jerusalem by persecution, Acts 8 and 4. And when the church was scattered by persecution, they went everywhere preaching the word. Now, one of those that was scattered by that persecution was a man by the name of Philip. And verse 5 of Acts 8 says that he went down to the city of Samaria and he preached Christ unto them. He preached Christ. And in the preaching of Christ, we had a good result. Verse 12 says, when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the, the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So when they heard him talk about Jesus, there was a response, good response. Then in Acts 8, 35, the Bible says that when Philip was teaching the man from Ethiopia, he opened his mouth and he preached unto him Jesus. He talked to him about Jesus. 
And the theme of the preaching of the great apostle Paul was Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 17 and 18, listen to what Paul wrote to the Corinthians. Christ sent me not to baptize, but, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of non-effect. But for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. So Paul preached the cross of Jesus Christ. He was Christ-centered in his teaching. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 2, he said, I am determined, I am determined to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Oh, the world needs to hear about Jesus. I wish it were possible for us to, 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 to shout so loud that the whole world could hear, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They need to know about Jesus the Christ. On one occasion, Jesus asked the disciples, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And friends, there's not a more important question for us to consider than that one. We, we're living in a day where people are turning their backs upon Jesus. Rather than turning our backs upon Jesus, we need to be opening our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the unbelievers of the world have, have applauded the character of Jesus Christ. They may not have agreed with Him, but they applauded His character. Pilate called Jesus the man without fault. Jesus Christ was sinless, innocent. When, when Jesus was put on trial and when Jesus was crucified, that was one of the greatest miscarriages of legal justice known to man. Jesus was perfect. Napoleon referred to Jesus as the emperor of love. And wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if we had those that are wanting to be emperors today be emperors of love? You see, Jesus Christ is the greatest person who has ever lived on the face of this earth. The greatest thought that you will ever entertain is this. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Oh, Jesus. You know the life of Jesus has been put under the microscope and the searchlight for centuries. For, nearly, for almost 2,000 years, people have been examining the life of Jesus Christ. And the life of Jesus is without reproach. Jesus, you cannot explain the world in which we live without talking about Jesus. And you can't deny the fact that he lived. It was H.G. Wells who said, here was a man. This could not have been invented. No, you can't invent a man like Jesus. Right? In, in America, we are in 
a season of time where we are thinking about who will be the leader of our nation. And people are talking about, I want this person, I want this person, I want this one. I'd like to nominate one today that will be the best leader the world has ever known. And I'd like to nominate Jesus. Jesus Christ is King of the universe. And may all of us bow down and worship Him. The Bible teaches the greatness of the Lord Jesus Christ. It tells us who He really was and who He really is. In John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and without Him was not anything made that hath been made. One of the things I learned from that reading from John chapter 1 is that Jesus was co-eternal with God. There's never been a time that Jesus did not exist. He's not a created being. Jesus Christ was co-eternal with the Father. John 1.14 says the Word became flesh and it dwelt among us. Jesus Christ, the divine Son of God, came into this world in human form. And He dwelt on this earth and He walked among men. Jesus Christ came down from heaven. In John chapter 4 and verse 34, Jesus said, My meat is to do the will of Him that sent me. Jesus, you see, was with God in heaven. But Jesus was sent into this world. In John 6 and 38, Jesus said, My meat, uh, I came not to do my own will, but, but the will of Him that sent me. You see, Jesus came to do the will of the Father. And He was sent on a mission. We read about that mission in 1 Timothy 1 and verse 15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world. Notice that now. He came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. So Jesus came to save the world from sin. And, and so Jesus Christ came with a purpose that there was a time that Jesus Christ was uh, shared heaven with the Father. For, for example, in Philippians, the second chapter, Paul said, if there is therefore any exhortation in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any tender mercies and compassion, Make full my joy that you be of the same mind, of the same love, being of one accord of one mind, doing nothing through faction or through vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, each counting other better than himself. And each of you looking not only on his own things, but also on the things of others. Have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who counted not the being on an equality with God, a thing to be grasped, that is, held on to, but emptied himself in the form of a servant, and, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself unto death, yea, the death of the cross. 
Wherefore hath God highly exalted him, and hath given unto him the name which is above every name, that in the name of Jesus, that every knee should bow, and that every tongue should confess, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. To me, those are some of the most precious words in the New Testament about Jesus. Because they tell us there was a time that Jesus was on inequality with God. And, and, and even though he was with the Father in heaven, on inequality with God, he emptied himself, voluntarily came. The Father sent him, but the Son voluntarily came into this world. I obey the Father's will. And he came in this world on a mission. In 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 9, the Bible says, You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. You see, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And Jesus Christ was with the Father in heaven, and even though he was rich, he became poor. Well, how did he become poor? He became poor by divesting himself of all of the glories of heaven. And he came into this world to save humanity. And to make you rich. Well, how did he come? He came in the form of a man. In 1 Timothy 3.16, without controversy, Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, believed on in the world, preached unto the Gentiles, received up into glory. You know, if you stop and analyze that one little passage of Scripture, that one little passage of Scripture summarizes the entire life of the Lord Jesus Christ. From the time that Jesus came into this world in human form as a baby to the time that Jesus left this world from Mount Olivet and ascended back to the Father in heaven. And Jesus took upon himself human form. He was God in the flesh. He was not part God and part man. He was all God. He was all man. And Jesus Christ came to save this world from sin. In Luke 19 and 10, the Bible says, The Son of Man came to seek, and He came to save that which was lost. The world was in need of a Savior. Just like the world is in need of a Savior today. Well, who is that Savior? Who, who can save this world? Well, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 14 tells us that God sent Jesus to be the Savior of the world. And He is the Savior of this world. And the world has never needed Jesus more than it needs Him today. Acts chapter 4 and 12 reads like this, Neither is there salvation and any other. For, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. There are many who say that the, those words from Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12 are fighting words to some people. Because you see, we are living in a pluralistic society. 
And people say, you may have your leader and you may have one you call your savior, but, but I have mine as well. I want you to know, my friend, because I love you, because God loves you, and because Jesus died for you, that there's only one Savior. And that one Savior is the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to save you. The Bible reads in John verse, uh, chapter 3 and verse number 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He's the hope of our world. And just think what a difference it would be if all men would bow down and worship Jesus. 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 That's my theme. And it could be yours as well. Oh, Jesus Christ. He is the hope of hope of humanity today. Jesus Christ is the greatest person that ever lived on the face of this earth. I want you to think about the influence Jesus had. What, what our, would our world look like today if we could just suddenly remove all influence of Jesus in our world? We would be living in a rather barbaric world, would we not? And when we turn away from Jesus, who Napoleon called the emperor of love, when we turn away from the one that, that Pilate referred to as being innocent, without fault, when we turn away from the one who is called Savior, then we turn away from that which would cause men to be better in living their lives. Think about the influence of Jesus. Think about the books that have been written about Jesus. There just seems to be no end to books. Someone is always writing some, a book about Jesus. They think about the movies that have been made about Jesus. It seems like every year there's another movie coming out about Jesus. Why is that? It's because of who Jesus was and who Jesus is the influence he had on this world. But think about the fact that, 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 that little children are treated better where the love of Jesus has gone. You see where the love of Jesus goes, children are treated gently and they're treated with kindness and they're treated with love. When you hear about people who will cut the heads off of little babies, or they will burn them alive. You know that there's something wrong because they don't know about the love of Jesus. And the love of Jesus Christ has changed our world because we need something to make us better people, and it's Jesus. But think about the, the influence of Jesus as so far as women are concerned. You know, there was a day when women were considered nothing more than just a uh, a, a piece of property. And there are some places in the world right now where, where women are just considered to be a piece of property. They, and they are treated in shameful ways, horrific, horrific ways. But let me tell you where the message of Jesus is gone, the rights of women have been elevated. 
and, and men have been made to see that women are of value and that women are to be treated fairly and treated right. That's the influence of Jesus in our world today. What about in your life? What well, one man said, a man about to be shipwrecked on some unknown island will devoutly pray that the missionary's message will have reached that far. Think about that for a moment. A man's going to be shipwrecked on, on some unknown island. And he just prays that the influence of Jesus has been spread on that island. Why is that? It's because the message of Jesus can take a head hunter and turn him into a soul hunter. The message of Jesus can take someone who is a persecutor and turn that person into a preacher of that which he once persecuted. The, the, the message of Jesus can take a person who loathes Christians, despises Christians, and the message of Jesus can turn that person into a lover, not just of Christians, but a lover of all men. Folks, that's the influence of Jesus. I was in a service recently and I asked this question, what is today? And they told me the day of the week. It was Sunday. I said, what month is it? They told me the month. I said, what day of the month is it? They told me the day. I said, what year is it? They told me the year. I said, do you realize when we acknowledge that, we acknowledge Jesus? Because when Jesus came, Jesus split the centuries from B.C. to A.D. The fact is, you cannot even date a letter without acknowledging the influence of Jesus Christ on this world. And the world has never needed the influence of Jesus more than it needs it right now. I want you to think about some of the claims that our Lord made. If I were to get on getting to know your Bible and I made some of these claims, I would get all kinds of letters and emails, maybe even some telephone calls saying, Brother Lambert, you need to stop it. Now you need to stop it. Let me listen to some of the claims Jesus made. I am the door. By me, if any man enters in, he shall be saved. I am the good shepherd. I am the true vine. Jesus said, I am bread come down from heaven. Jesus said, I'm the water of life. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Jesus said, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. I am the beginning and I am the end. A person who could read the claims Jesus made 
and then turn away and not see that Jesus Christ was more than just a, a good man, more than just a prophet among men, and not see that Jesus Christ was everything that he claimed to be. I, I'm convinced that person is blind to most any kind of a truth. Jesus Christ is the greatest person who's ever lived on the face of this earth. That's the reason Jesus is my theme. And I want to encourage you right now to give your life to Jesus, to turn it all over to Jesus. You say, well, Brother Lambert, I'm doing pretty good by myself. Are you? Are you indeed? What about the emptiness in your heart, in your soul? What are you putting there? Jesus belongs there. Jesus wants to be there. Jesus right now is knocking at your door. There's a song that I used to hear us sing when I was a boy, and I haven't heard it in a long time in a worship service, but it's, it goes like this. There's a stranger at the door, and will you let him in? Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus is knocking. There was a man painted a picture of Jesus at the door. And someone said, well, there's something wrong with it because the doorknob is on the inside. There's not a doorknob on the outside. Said, yes, the reason is Jesus is not going to open the door. You have to open the door. And will you open that door to Jesus? A young man said to me just recently, I've been an atheist, but I've come to believe in Jesus. And he turned his life over to him. Do you believe in Jesus? Are you willing to repent of your sins, confess your faith in Jesus, that you acknowledge that He's the Son of God? Friends, that confession is so important because you see it took Jesus dying on the cross. It cost Him His life for us to make that confession. And then as a believer in Jesus, be baptized because Jesus said, He that believeth, baptized shall be saved. Turn your life over to him today. I want to thank you for watching. May I encourage you to visit the Church of Christ in your community and pick up the telephone right now. Call for the Bible course or if you prefer, you can take it online. I want to thank you for watching, getting to know your Bible today. And please, please don't hesitate, don't hesitate in calling for the Bible course right now. Thousands and thousands of people throughout the world have called and, and, and have written and requested this Bible course. Why don't you do it right now? And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.org. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at knowyourbible at golftel.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214.
Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.